0: Testing your speakers on StreamYard yards. Sounds
1: like they're working. Have a great show. Bang! 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 Welcome to a special Monday edition of Too Much Dip presented on a Tuesday. Your host, K.J. Ellis, alongside the man of the hour, the man of the week, one Dylan Shivery. Fuck.
0: Wow, thank you. Um, It's a weird week. Got weirder this morning when Dave uh, filled everybody in that he was very sick. It is not COVID, but I said it was weird already. We had, uh, it's Vegas week, so Thursday, we're not working. Nah. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be on the way to uh, Las Vegas. Monday, we missed the whole day because we had uh, to go play. No, we had to. We got to go play at Austin Country Club. A little media day action out there leading up to the Dell Technologies match play. So that was a blast. But yeah, recording schedule just all in, all out of whack. And then Dave is not here. So we're managing. We're going to get through it. Still going to be a solid episode. But yeah, no Davey boy today. And that's why.
1: You know, I used to look at the week before and after spring break, Walston College, and just say, you know, you really can't expect me to get anything done those weeks. And looking back, that probably had a lot to do with why my GPA would look a lot better in the fall than in the spring, because I just would take like three straight Mm -hmm. weeks off before spring training would start for football. You got to think there's potential for David to have been like, you know what? It's already a three-day work week. Why not make it a no-day work week?
0: And that reminds me of the time I left for spring break a day early, where I just didn't didn't go to class on that last Friday before spring break. And I completely missed a midterm that I was completely unaware of. And somehow I like bullshitted my way out of it. I just convinced my professor that I had some kind of emergency or something. I don't remember what it was, but it worked. I think I got a B in the class, but totally undeserving.
1: Yeah, My my worst um, ever, uh, please, please, please don't fail me excuse was that I had physically fallen asleep in the library studying for the exam and overslept it. Oh my god! Um, which I, I had proof that that was actually true somehow. I think there were people willing to vouch for me, and I still, I got the exam and I looked yeah. at it. And I was like, I know half of this. I've never seen the other yeah. half of this. So it happens. But speaking
0: um, speaking of the the Wash Media Spring Break Week, we're talking. We were talking Vegas. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about it on tomorrow's Circling Back. Actually, we have a surprise guest. Mm. Can't tell who it is quite yet, as it is a surprise. But, KJ, since you are not going to be on tomorrow's Circling Back, and since you are going to Vegas, let's let's get a, a little Vegas talk out of the way. We have, yeah. let's see, we have a hockey game we're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to be there in time for the hockey game? I'll be there almost every minute that you're there. Okay. Okay, you get there Thursday, but not as early as I'm getting in. Okay, so we have a hockey game. Yep. We have a round of golf. Yep. We have – I. the weather is going to be a little chilly, so I think the pool day might might not actually happen. So we have some dinners planned. <laughs> we have a brunch. We have general mobbing. We have uh, throwing bones at the casino. Yep. What are you – give me your top three most excited for list for Vegas.
1: Far and away the general mobbing. Um yeah. I will say that there's nothing quite like the atmosphere of you know ten to twelve guys, regardless almost of age, but especially in a situation like this where you have parts of the wheel that don't know one another. Inevitably, it's going to turn into a try to make everyone else laugh, like it's it's a dick measuring contest, but usually by comedy. If you have you know a decent group of people, so that aspect of it uh, is is far and away with my number one element. And then I'm sneaky excited for the uh, hockey game. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. a cold stove guy here, but just the absolute, you know, I don't know if serendipitous is the word, but the fact that we lucked into the fact that you get to see the Las Vegas aces and Jack Eichel, you know, not necessarily playing against one another, obviously with him having been traded there, but just absolute terrible luck on Brett's part <laughs> that this guy, that his I, like childhood team built up around, traded ends up with your team, and he just begins his career as we're going to go see Vegas. As so we're going to awesome. go see
0: him, yeah, play in a different jersey. Yeah, I think I might, I might buy an Eichel jersey while I'm there <laughs> just to rub in his face a little bit. But the hockey will be fun, like you said. That the friend groups as the bachelor it's obviously like all Mm -hmm. of my closest friends. Right. So I have like two core groups of friends. I have like you guys, like the guys I've been working with for a long time. I've gotten very close to over the years. I have a group of my high school friends who I'm very close to. Um, But there hasn't been a ton of crossover. Like they're not very rarely have, has everyone been in the same room at the same time. So having the opportunity to get everybody together, like to celebrate like me selfishly, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that.
1: I'm excited. We talked about this last week as well. Like, I think having the mindset of, yeah, it's a vacation. Yeah, it's a trip. Like, speaking of the non bachelor on a bachelor party or any group trip in general, like, but the more selfless or you can be, and I don't mean this to be like, you know, uh, haughty about it, but like, the more you can make it not about yourself and, you know, fully embrace like, Hey, this isn't about you type thing. I think the more fun you have. Cause I think when you go on these kind of trips as like the non-bachelor or just a guy's trip in general, and you set like too high of expectations where I really, really want to get this one thing done, or we better get this thing done or do this. Like that's the immediate moment you start like introducing potential for disappointment. Like if we'd gone all out being like, Hey, we need to go get bottle service and be at you know a day party at a pool and that's the only thing i wanted to get out of this like okay once it's nicks like are you not there for all the other reasons like uh, you know to, to curb gotta, somebody's uh the the cliche gotta be there for the right reasons
0: <laughs> just go with the flow man we're gonna we're gonna have a great time i cannot wait very excited. You're coming with too. Should be I w- fun.
1: I will be keeping tabs on, uh, the MVP race. I think as, as, uh, you know, maybe Brett aside, you know, probably furthest you know, newest to the group, I would imagine in terms of the times in which we met you, you know, you've known Brett more personally over the last three years, you and I've gotten to work together almost two years this summer. Um, But then everyone else, you know, slightly more than that. So I will be introducing KJ's MVP of Dylan's Vegas Bachelor Party Weekend uh, from a completely objective standpoint and uh, announce that to the world next week. Let's go. With that said, it's Fat Tuesday. Um, I know it's probably uh, against my creed and culture and so many other things. I'm not the biggest, like shellfish seafood guy I have no allergies it's just me me i like it but meh. but uh you know i dig the mardi gras scene uh i know we've already done a couple uh asides here real quick but uh where do you stand on the whole i don't know people going all out for mardi like, gras if you're not in vegas yeah, like I've, where do you stand on it or not vegas uh new uh, orleans
0: new orleans I've never actually been in New Orleans for Mardi Gras um, only because every picture video I've seen, um, it looks like just total madness. And that's, that's generally not my scene. I don't like to be surrounded by people, much less people who are wildly drunk and wearing very little clothing. Um, I think it's it's cool. I I don't exactly know. I'm actually like looking up like what exactly is fat Tuesday, which is, Mardi Gras French for Fat Tuesday, for those who don't know that. I don't know exactly what it celebrates. What? Do you?
1: Is, that, is that true? What? Mardi Gras French for Fat Tuesday? Yeah. Are you serious?
0: That's that's true. Yeah. Breaking so, news. Mardi Gras. Never heard this Mardi Mardi Gras in my ref, life.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> refers to events of the carnival celebration beginning on or after the Christian Feast of the Epiphany. And culminating on the day before Ash Wednesday, which is known as Shrove Tuesday, Mardi Gras is French for Fat Tuesday, reflecting the practice of the last night of eating rich, fatty foods before the ritual Lenten sacrifices and fasting of the Lenten season. Okay, so I'm getting Catholic vibes from this.
1: Yes. I only Um, knew it as the day before people showed up at school with ash on their head which as someone okay. who like grew up in like Bible study and like, yeah. you know, smaller Baptist, I don't know really. Okay. Denominational so social. it's like
0: before, before the fasting of Lent, yes. you just, you go all out, you go crazy. You get hammered drunk and eat rich fatty foods. It makes sense now. Okay.
1: Correct. Correct. There go. I've been down you with it. like the, the King cake stuff. I'm, I'm in for that. And I know we've got a lot of Louisiana listeners who so to be like, what the hell are you doing? you Yeah, these
0: guys are such idiots right now. They probably stopped listening, but whatever. Whatever. We're trying
1: over here. Whatever. Uh, With that said, we own the ignorance. Exactly. If you feel that way, how about uh, you hit up the dip line? We do a terrible job of keeping up with this during the football season. There's usually not enough room, but if you feel so inclined and you'd like to talk some shit, maybe even ask how my TikToks are coming along. 833-371-DIP2P's. That's 833-371-3477. Now... How about we jump into those sports? Uh, let's talk about the baseball that is Dylan. Are we now a college yeah. baseball podcast?
0: I mean, I would like to talk a little bit of college baseball every week, only because uh, the team in our backyard—and I say our—the guys in Austin—they're um, ranked number one in the nation. I'm talking, of course, about Texas. I took Parks to his first like real baseball game the other day, Friday. It was. Um, the coldest place on earth. I couldn't feel my, <laughs> my fingers or toes by like the third inning. Um, so he didn't stay too long, unfortunately. Um, it wasn't the most exciting game. Texas won one to nothing against Alabama. Uh, they ended up completing the sweep over the weekend. Texas is legit. They, they're just a very well-rounded team. They have incredible pitching, and that was on display all weekend. I think Alabama put up maybe like four – three total runs all week and something like that. I can't remember. Um, Texas is legit number one in the nation. So we will be getting, um, we will be delivering some, some updates on that front. And in um, selflessly, I'm not going to pay too much attention to other teams right now because I don't really get that deep into <laughs> college baseball <laughs> until like regional, super regional start, um, which gets really exciting, but I uh, I will do my best to, uh, to stay Stay updated on college baseball moving forward. It's fun, man. I love college baseball.
1: I'm looking at the top 25 rankings as of uh, February 27th. And just based on the teams that are in contention, I think our, you know, our listener base, even if they're not into baseball, a lot of these places are are local to where we have people. So Ole Miss, number two, Mm. Arkansas, number three, Oklahoma State, Vanderbilt out in Nashville, Stanford, LSU, NC State, yeah, Mississippi the, State, and Florida State. Like
0: these are the teams you're you're used to seeing at the top of the the top twenty-five. Speaking of Ole Miss, um, I do know a, an interesting little nugget on the Ole Miss baseball team. Okay, so oh, the Ole Miss football team has a freshman defensive tackle. His name escapes me at the moment. He's a big boy. Uh, he's also on the baseball yeah. team, Whoa. and he hit a, he hit a home run over the weekend, or maybe even today. If there, there might even be even be playing today, the dude hit a home run.
1: Taiwan Malone or Tuan Malone, T W O or I'm sorry, T Y W O N E. So Taiwan or Taiwan.
0: If you've ever wondered what a a 300 plus pound defensive tackle looks like swinging an aluminum bat, you can do that. uh, Just go to Ole Miss baseball on Instagram or something and check it out. It's pretty impressive. So that might be a fun team to watch if that dude keeps doing his thing.
1: Six four three ten. The six number four one. three ten,
0: yeah, and of course, Ole Miss celebrates home runs um, at their home field by they, they do the beer shower every time, which is a, a really fun tradition. Gotta be a fun place to watch a game.
1: I love that. Yeah, six four three ten. Yeah. He was the number one recruit out of New Jersey in baseball,
0: or really? maybe, maybe this in was in signing
1: class and in, in football. So I don't know. It says four star recruit, so they're probably referring to uh, football. Former New Jersey I also, number
0: one recruit. The the story I saw also said that he hadn't he hadn't played baseball in three years. I'm not sure what that's about, but to pick up a bat after three years, and and to do that against college pitching for the first time, that's wildly impressive. So
1: it's it's probably my ignorance, I. but I wonder him being in New Jersey, and I'm sure it's it's spelled out in the article I just closed out. Him being in New Jersey, being six four, even at three ten, basketball is a big player up there. I wonder if he got pushed to play basketball in the spring more, or you know, outside of football season. Uh, than he did play to play baseball, but regardless, that is that's tremendous, and uh, you just gave me a reason to keep up. Uh, down at yeah. 19th in the nation, Texas <clears throat> Tech, just above Liberty. Hate to see it. um nice. hey,
0: before we jump in the yeah. NFL, let's talk uh, 10,000 real quick, if that's cool with you.
1: One, will you want to hit uh, lockout real quick?
0: You want to do lock? Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, I didn't see that line. lockout. What's the update on the MLB lockout? I really don't even know. Well,
1: Well, yeah, I I was gonna say it's not (laughs) as if we're we're gonna break down the uh, the back and forth proposals. But I what what I will say is we're like 90 days into the actual MLB lockout. We talked back in December as all those signings were going on before the winter meetings. It was because their labor agreement was going to expire, and it did. There was a deadline of Monday for the last day for an agreement to be made uh without them missing any regular season games because they should be in spring training and or beginnings yeah a four to six week spring training stint right now um to which my brain says oh no oh no you're going to do away with some of those 162 games just no please don't um if they would just say, okay, 280-game seasons, like I've said in the past, I'd be a happy man. But what they are doing potentially, as of yesterday, the MLBPA and their proposal to try to salvage a full season said, you know what, we would consider a 14-game playoff. Or I'm sorry, 14-team playoff, not 14-game playoff. 14-team playoff because, again, that's where all the money is at in MLB playoffs. It's tickets go for more, you know, stadiums pack out. I've always said yeah. less of the other bullshit, more of the good stuff. I don't care how many teams make it one big tournament, make it five tournaments. I'm all in for less regular season games. So give that to me. No, no word on if yep. that's going to be accepted.
0: Yeah. That, that's been my main issue with, with uh major league baseball for a long time. I just simply just don't care about the, the regular season. You watch a game and, and your team drops one, they drop two, they drop four. It's like, Okay. <laughs> we we'll get them next games time. Left. I, mean, I, I don't really care that much. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. And then it comes down to like the, the one game play in game. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we doing here? You can't play 162 games and then decide who makes it into the playoffs with one winner go home game. Nothing about it makes sense anyway. Yep. All right. Let's talk 10,000 shorts real quick. Uh, we've been talking about them for a while. I love them. You should too. If you don't have some already, uh, highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts I've ever worn. That's not a lie, folks. I'm actually wearing a long sleeve, uh, versatile shirt right now. Is I have two of them. It's become my favorite workout and just like knock around town in shirt that I own. They have the seven inch interval short. I'm also wearing those right now. Look, whether you're you're into spinning or yoga or heavy weight lifting or you go for a run, whatever it might be. Their workout stuff is absolutely the best. They have the silver ion for odor protection. No bounce pockets. They're lightweight. They're breathable. Of course, they're of course they're moisture wicking. Um, they're just they're they're the best in the game. They really really are. They have free shipping and they have free returns, lifetime guarantee. Kenji, have, have yeah. you gotten a chance to wear any of these yet?
1: I have ordered some. Um, I made the mistake of ordering oh. them before I moved. Uh, So I had my old address in their system and forgot to update. So those are being sent to me. I'll get them actually after this Vegas trip. But one thing that I can say about 10,000 that I'm a fan of uh, is they're legitimate when it comes to kind of standing by their core beliefs. So when they say, you know, they believe in the whole being better than yesterday uh, mantra, it's kind of the dedication to continuous improvement, not an overnight success, much like this podcast. Took us a little bit to get our stride. One or two episodes. Look at us now. Um, <laughs> and with their team of like 200 athletes that uh, test their gear, make sure makes sure that it's actually ready for performance, not just for fashion. Uh, so quality brand all around. 10,000 actually offering listeners of this podcast 15% off of your purchase. So if you go to 10,000.cc slash bang, that's 15% off of your purchase at 10,000.cc slash bang. Bang. Now. Thank you, KJ. For something we probably should have touched on last week, and, you know, some people are saying this might be why David's taking a one-week self-imposed suspension, self-reported suspension, if you will. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys have found themselves in a little bit of a scandal, bit of drama, if you will. Uh, To what extent are you aware of the – Settlement and lawsuit that followed the Dallas Cowboys PR uh, director re- re- retiring recently.
0: I, re- I skimmed through an article. So I am aware of the situation, but I by no means do I know the ins and outs of what exactly is going on.
1: Uh, the high level, which most people might have been caught up on by now because this originally broke. Week before last, I want to say Rich Dalrymple, VP of Communications and Public Relations for the Cowboys for several, several years, if not a couple decades plus. Um, Nobody that I've interacted with personally, I say that with a brief question mark, but I have never met the guy personally or had any reason to be involved personally, but he's a notable enough figure around the area that there are a couple local restaurants that are, you know, like, like a lot of places big into being, Hey, this is a Cowboys bar um, or restaurant. Right. I live in the area of Dallas Fort Worth right now. That is maybe a mile away from the old Cowboys practice facilities at what's called Valley ranch. Uh, and there's a local restaurant that would have pictures of all the Cowboys coming in there for lunch, blah, blah, blah. But then you would see a bunch of pictures of rich Dalrymple there. So like, he's not a nobody. This isn't a random person in the organization. Um, essentially he was accused six years ago of two different things one of entering a cheerleading locker room while cheerleaders were present in the locker room he used his badge uh his key fob essentially to access the locker room you know to what he said i didn't know anyone was going to be in there just needed to go to the bathroom cheerleaders claimed that he'd kind of gone in there was hiding behind the corner of a wall like with his phone out um and then the other incident it's a little more flimsy accused by a fan uh, during the live shots for the NFL draft uh, of taking his phone out and taking a picture supposedly under the dress or skirt of Charlotte Jones, which is the daughter of Jerry Jones and a VP of marketing and, you know, obviously an important person and a person period. I should say Um, these things happened years ago. The Cowboys claim that they've looked into it, found no, substance for the claims but settled the lawsuits for 21 million or for a good amount i can't remember the dollar figure but settled with the cheerleaders obviously i don't think there was any reason i I shouldn't say obviously there's no word of any sort of settlement with charlotte jones i I don't know how that would have played out it appears maybe she didn't think it was an actual issue but uh he retired three four weeks ago and then the story drops a week and a half ago uh, Cowboys have basically said, we looked into it. Nothing happened. The NFL's not looking into it. End of story.
0: Um, if, if a fan caught the, the, the upskirt shot on if, whether it was TV or some kind of live stream, whatever it might be, um, that footage is, is still out there mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Yep. And I've How seen easy clip. Would it would be for someone to just go verify what, what this person saw.
1: If it were something – I've seen the clip. It's, it's, it's out there on Twitter. It's not super difficult to find, like, what's at least being referenced. And what you see is he's sitting in a chair against the wall. And if you've seen the NFL draft, they will do live shots of the war rooms where teams, owners, yeah. and GMs are making their, converse, their call. And it's the same thing every time. Before the pick's announced on TV, they show a quick shot, and the owner's, like, hanging up the phone. Everybody's clapping and hitching up their pants, getting right, ready right. to see the pick made on TV. And it was in that moment, he's sitting down in a chair, basically directly behind Charlotte Jones, who's sitting right next to Jerry Jones, and they're standing up to clap, waiting on the pic to be shown on television. Rich Dalrymple has his phone in his hand, and as he stands up, you can briefly see the screen of his phone is clearly on the camera app. Now, it's an iPhone, and no. so it's a very observable like, you know what it is from a distance because it's across the table, back of the room and everything. But it's probably pretty explainable to say you can stand up with your finger on the screen of the phone, abs- accidentally open that app. And there's not really – it's not like he was laying on the ground in like army position or anything. Yeah, or interesting. She, it, the angle didn't make sense for that to be the case. It just was a bad look for him to be directly behind her. He stands up and you see the front of his phone and the camera app's open.
0: Gotcha. So, okay.
1: Mm.
0: how does something like this stay under wraps for what was it like three years ago you six. said would the the cheerleading thing happened three six. years ago
1: six years how that under wraps six. uh the fact that it involved the pr person might have a little to do with it but yeah i i'm it's a weird situation because it's not that far removed from this the some of the stories that went on with the washington now commanders Like, if you recall, that whole situation blew up because there were stories of a staffer, like, they designed the building where the cheerleader's locker room was up a set of stairs not far from certain offices, and there was a guy who would go over there, and the stairs were like glass. And he would go stand under the stairs, essentially. (laughs) Like, that was one of the bigger things. In addition to that, stories of sending cheerleaders out to events with, like, season ticket holder, um, what do you call it, Uh, sponsor partnership type things and sending cheerleaders on beach vacation type things with sponsorship CEOs to, like, persuade their business. Uh, Jerry Jones was also accused in a uh, Texas Monthly podcast that's focused on the Cowboys cheerleaders by Sarah Heppola. Um, I believe it's called America's Team or America's Girls. I can't recall the name of it, but it's, it's easy to find if you look up Sarah Heppola. Um, and in that, there's a story about a cheerleader who was requested to go on a flight with Jerry and you know, essentially other cronies to be like their in flight entertainment. She's like, Yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay, oh, gosh, short, shortly thereafter, quit. So it's not a pretty scene, not a pretty scene. That's but a bad
0: good. look. Just a bunch of rich, pervy old men, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> overstepping. Taking advantage of their—that's okay. It's a lot. That's it's, uncomfortable. It that's is unfortunate. A lot.
1: So I—I I, I guess the—the the, you know, no, nobody here is going to come out and be you know pro these scenarios happening or like we're not in a position to say that they did or didn't happen. But uh, the the one gut reaction question or feeling for me is like, Jerry Jones is still going to be the owner of the Cowboys and yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing's not gonna, going to go anywhere. Nothing's happening. So. Um, and,
0: Rich Downerpool, is anything happening to him employment wise? Like he's still well, there, right? He
1: retired. He retired shortly before this story broke. Un- oh, okay. Unsure if it was connected. It's probably pretty clear that it was, but he was employed for six years and this was reported immediately. The news just came yeah. to light after the settlement was filed. So, uh, you got to think those That's six good. years were spent negotiating an NDA type thing uh, because there is negative damage to even if this incident didn't happen you sign those cheerleaders to non-disclosures, you know, get them to agree to it and you make sure that no other stories come out either. So who knows? Um, NFL combine. I talked about it coming up uh, a little bit last week. It starts this week. We'll do more on it on Monday once we actually have something to talk about. Uh, But I did quickly want to touch on uh, the headline that came out. I don't know. Handful of days ago, Kyler Murray. Where are mm-hmm. you, he's what, four years into his career? Maybe he's going into his fourth year. In general, do you, where do you look at him and rank him mentally amongst NFL quarterbacks?
0: Would I rank him mentally? Mm.
1: What do you mean? Not judging his mentally, I'm saying um, okay. is, his <laughs> mental ability. I know I phrase that terribly. How do you rank him compared to the other quarterbacks? If you were starting a franchise, how long would it take you to get down the list of QBs uh, before you, were, you pick Kyler?
0: Among like the, like the younger generation of quarterbacks, um, he's probably like fifth ish on my list. I want to say I would absolutely take him to be my quarterback. Um, Yeah. My, my deal with this is whenever a quarterback is like publicly disgruntled or unhappy with the organization for which they play, I don't care if they like patchwork, make things okay for a little bit. There's always like an underlying unhappiness thing. Like he's, this typically does not end with him being a Cardinal for the remainder of his career. And I could absolutely be wrong on this. I understand that. But for a quarterback to like vocally come out against his organization, it's like, it's a major step and like getting the hell out of there. So they might make things okay for this upcoming year, or even a couple of years. But beyond that, I think he probably has a different uniform on, moving forward. I don't know exactly when that's going to be. Um But he's a hell of a quarterback and the, the better you are, the, you know, the more you can get away with like demanding certain things. Like I yep. want, I want these pieces around me. I want, you know, I want this system in place like Aaron Rodgers, for example, he, he, he has a lot to say about how the pack, the packer structure, you know, structure the team around him. Um Kyler's like, in the, you know, the next tier of like, okay, this is what I want. So there has to be a response from the Cardinals, but there's still like an underlying, you know, notion of unhappiness there's. And I think he moves on at some point. I don't know. Kenjay, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I, I don't think that you're wrong. I would say that it's, what is it? Uh, Chris Rock, who, whose quote was a man is only as faithful as his options. I'm not here to say that this uh, <laughs> is to be followed in general when it comes to relationships, but when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, I think that there's something that can be borrowed from that. Um, I agree with you. Kyler's a hell of a quarterback. I wouldn't be upset if he was the quarterback of my franchise. Um, I don't think that he is Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or hell to Sean Watson. And you could name Seven to ten quarterbacks that you would very be very happy to have ahead of him, but I also look at quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, you know, and I don't think it's a blind yes or no. Um, I would say that you could convince me either way with someone like Dak Prescott coming off of you know uh, another quick note. Dak Prescott had shoulder uh, surgery um, between now and the end of the Cowboys' season that was announced today. Uh, by Mac McCarthy at the beginning of the Combine. But you could say, would you start with Dak today for the next five years or Kyler Murray today for the next five years? And I'm like, based on health alone, maybe Kyler. You know, he does some yeah. things Dak can't do. Um, so, anyways, high-quality high, high quality quarterback, maybe not the top, top, top of the pie uh, or of, of, of the uh, mountain. The pie is a dumb statement there. But... <laughs> it's just the same cycle we see with every quarterback when they're a year or two out from contract talks. And I wonder if how much of this is influenced by what we see with Russell Wilson. He's, he's a mentor of Kyler Murray's played, you know, baseball and football and has been, you know, always earmarked as kind of the too short quarterback until he performed and succeeded at the levels that he has. And you see Russell Wilson in the news every off season saying, Hey, you know, I need more weapons. They go get DK Metcalf. I need better linemen. You know, they, they, they try to piecemeal that together. I need a running back, and maybe that happens this offseason. Um, I see a little bit of that happening here. Hopefully, it's more of the Russell Wilson approach than it is the Aaron Rodgers approach. But mm-hmm. I also wonder, when you're a kid like that or a guy like that, and you are used to being kind of anointed from day one, that you are absolutely that guy proving it all along the way. Um, I'm sure it's kind of weird mindset that he probably has to have. It's where people look at him and say, yeah, it's not going to happen. He's too short. He's too little. But the kid's never lost until like the last year or two or whatever. You know, he's not used to this this scenario. So he's going to get paid. It'll be in Arizona as long as there's not some freak scenario where there's a better option available. Um, Well said. Basketball. I really – this is the moment in the season where, like, I should be all in on college basketball. Like, it's it's kind of time to stake a flag in the ground and be like, how invested in the March Madness are you going to be? Selection Sunday is not until the 13th, but we do have college basketball tournaments beginning this week. Like, there's an outside Mm -hmm. chance that Thursday, when you guys are doing the first round of golf – I don't think West Coast Conference starts, but you know, I wouldn't be opposed for me sneaking out and doing a solo Chet Holmgren uh, uh, viewing sesh. But I also have I, no interest in watching a bunch of random college basketball games.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna mob and, and hit a sports book. Yes, especially since the weather will be like 50s, 60s while we're there. So I, you know, I've never been um, in a Vegas sports book during March Madness, and I will. I know we won't be there for the actual NCAA tournament. Uh, but all the conference tournaments Mm -hmm. before that, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Um, I think we'll have a good time doing that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big NCAA tournament guy. I just, I'm just not for whatever reason. But, um, it's get the boys together to get the boys together on a sportsbook man it's gonna be some that's gonna be a good time
1: i'll say this uh being in vegas and i think you bring up a good point being there and having the opportunity to have a little bit of juice uh in it to to have some interest maybe that's what will change things for me like we're in such a disadvantaged position living this is gonna sound terrible say living in texas like there are a million other worse places to be right now shouts to you know people of ukraine and whatnot but Being in a state where we don't have legal sports gambling, like I wonder if these random situations would have us way more interested in like, oh, you know what? Uh, This is my opportunity to get things ready for, you know, when I can go walk down the street and make some bets. So uh, there you go. We'll be interested. Um, Should be fun. Equally the same feeling about uh, non-playoff NBA, but we've got less than 20 regular season games for the NBA before playoffs. Yep. Like, all star break just happened, but teams have played like 61, 62 games. Like, isn't that wild?
0: It's wild. I, you know, I, uh, NBA play, I'm not a, I'm not an NBA regular season guy. The playoffs are so much fun, though. And I even get into them. I'm a Spurs guy. They haven't, they haven't really done anything in a while. Um, yeah. still very much on board with the NBA playoffs. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, I see a line in here that says Lakers are trash. The Lakers are absolute (laughs) ass, man. They're so bad.
1: Did you see DeAndre Jordan's uh, unceremonious end to his time with the Lakers? Basically tried to throw a full court like outlet pass and just sailed it into like the sixth row. Um, (laughs) Like I don't even know what was happening, but he overthrew it about as much as I've ever seen anything. Like a quarterback throwing over the backs like – intentionally throwing into like the stands in the end zone. Yeah, it was bad. And then was waived by the Lakers like later, you know, the next day or whatever.
0: Um <laughs> Okay. You're clearly not here for the, the right reasons. DeAndre. Yeah. You got you to gotta take a walk. He might. What's the problem with, with them? I mean, besides just getting old, I mean, LeBron's like 50 years old. I mean, the, the, the Russ experiment just did not work out. Is that is that the, the biggest problem with them right now?
1: I would say Russ is Russ. They've had Anthony Davis have some injuries, LeBron didn't play a chunk of their games. Um, As dumb as it's going to sound is not bringing back Caruso, is biting them in the ass. Um, Looking back, what's his name? Uh, Dennis Schroeder, the point guard who had a contract offer, decided not to sign it and bet on himself, ended up in, in like, Boston for, like, a fourth of the money he was offered to Mm. stay in L.A. So, like, a couple situations like that where LeBron's GM skills uh, have not really turned out favorably um now they've got money tied up in him russ and ad and that's it you can't really do much else and for a long time there was even rumbles about potentially trading lebron which is the only way they'd be able to get out of some of that and that's just not happening um yeah. you know he did make it clear that like he won't resign anywhere that his son isn't playing like in a year or two so we'll see if that comes to be but I don't see them coming back from the dead this offseason. I'm, I'm sure that they'll make it to the play-in round because you get 10 teams into that. Maybe they'll make it into the first round, but they're not a good team. Uh, who is a good team? I've said it before. Say it again. John ja Morant gives anyone a reason to be happy to be from and or live in the city of Memphis because that list isn't very long. But John ja Morant is excellent.
0: <laughs> He's the truth, man. He's fun to watch. I'm a, I'm a big jaw guy, actually.
1: It's, it's funny growing up with like he and Allen Iverson are two completely different players, but like, I feel like that's what it reminds me of like appointment television. I have no reason to watch the Sixers or care about yeah. anything that happened with the Nuggets when he went to the Nuggets, but like it was Allen Iverson. I've got to see what happens. Yeah. And John Morant's yeah. kind of the same way.
0: Hey, when does Bronny become draft eligible?
1: I think this year, I think, really, I think
0: okay. this year,
1: because I think it is, uh, or maybe it's next year, and I could be completely wrong, but but I'm fairly sure it's this year um, is when he graduates high school. And even if he's not eligible to play in the NBA, I think they waived that whole one-and-done thing for college. Like, at worst, he can sign to a G League team with an organization and then be, you know, yeah. wherever after that. So uh, don't quote me on that. I'll have to look into that. You want to do gotcha. – uh,
0: but before we yep. party, let's 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 talk Manscaped. If you are right at that, agreed. All right. Support for the too, for too much dip is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game, along with their refined body wash, to round out your hygiene routine. Join the four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to Manscaped.com for twenty percent off. And free shipping with the code Dippy20, D I P P Y 20. They just sent us this new um, performance package. Mm-hmm. It comes with their new uh, their new groomer. Yeah. The four that's the 4.0, the lawnmower, 4.0 trimmer. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. The weed whacker might be my favorite thing in the package, actually. It's an ear and nose hair trimmer. Luckily, I don't have ear hair yet, but I do have nose hair. And it is I actually bought a, a new one. Several months ago, not a Manscaped one. And I have since done that one in the trash. That is a true story because the Weed Whacker is that good. Uh It also is rechargeable, which is unlike any nose hair trimmer I've ever had before. Um, they also have the body wash, which smells absolutely fantastic. Yes. Uh KJ, I know you're using this stuff, too. I'm, Tell us about your experience all, with
1: it. I'm all in on Manscaped. And because David's not here, I feel, you know, at least safe enough to kind of tell a story about uh, poor decisions I made in my youth. I think I've told stories in the past that uh, inspired by one Dennis Rodman, I was too afraid to dye my own hair on my head. So I was like, oh, you know, wonder what bleach would do, you know, to the crop down there. Well, that turned out very oh, poorly. Did. And I walked around like with an auburn red situation going on down there. Hey, Jay, terrible, I was terrible. You
0: tell us that story? It's man. a fact.
1: So at one point, I was like, you know what? I can go get a haircut. Might as well just handle this here myself. Could not have been a more terrible situation. Uh, I don't know how to tell you folks out there uh, about the ways of not to remedy that situation. But had I been uh, 17.5 years old and been in a possession of a lawnmower 4.0, I probably wouldn't have done Uh, half of the damage uh, that was done at that time Uh, it's not just a guard thing it's a fact that you're not dealing with dull blades or a bunch of metal that's just flying all over the place that can't be used in the shower it was terrible by all means experiment explore but do so with the safety of a manscaped lawnmower 4.0 i learned my lesson i'm all in on manscaped we'll never turn back Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Dippy, D-I-P-P-Y, 20, at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping with the code Dippy, D-I-P-P-Y, 20, at manscaped.com. That's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code dippy dippy 20 at manscapedcom thats twenty two zero. Uh Keep your balls and man, trimmed, listen, fresh, and clean with manscaped. Yeah, as, as
0: a – sorry to cut you off there. As a guy who spends uh, some time in um, locker rooms at the gym <laughs> – a lot of people just don't know that you gotta take care of your downstairs. You absolutely have to. It's it's a must.
1: I need to start just
0: at the age where at the age where it doesn't matter anymore. But you gotta you gotta trim down there, guys.
1: It was the first thing and I and I know we're we're done with that part, but just uh, we're talking about Vegas. The first thing that went into my bag to be packed like for this weekend. There it's you go. always the you know, you start with either your electronics, you wanna make sure your phone charger's there. But you always throw in your dot bag the first thing into the bag. Let's make sure you know, the landscape product or the landscape, the uh, manscape product. Keep were there. it tight. Anyhow, with that right, said, let's
0: party, man. Let's
1: knock out what's going to be a very weird and sad sports party if we weren't already weird and sad <laughs> enough today, because uh, you know. What
0: is it with you and saving all the depressing stuff for the sports party, <laughs> It's supposed to be a celebration, man?
1: You know, I I I, I could. Luckily, we don't have any like confirmed. Uh, you know what I can I can do this in order. Give me a second. Hey Jake. All right. Uh, I'm just trying Why are you to figure sure. that out. Yeah.
0: What the hell happened with Art Bryles? Did he really resign already? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Is that because of too much too much push, like public pushback? What's going on here?
1: Yeah, coach Art Bryles, C A B, uh, aka maybe, you know, coward Art Bryles, depending on who you ask. If you ask me, for sure. Uh, was hired and announced to be the offense coordinator for Grambling State University, a historically black college in northern Louisiana, under head coach Hugh Jackson. And the internet doesn't like when Coach Bryles gets hired anywhere as a head coach. Um, Obviously, for good reason. Um, His past has continued to follow him. Uh, A lot of people view it as he never really paid a price, being that he was paid out by Baylor. Um, but he was also never quite convicted of anything aside from just complete negligence. So, uh, it's understandable, but I figured after the fact that he went back to high school, coached two seasons in high school, we might've been past it or maybe had other things to be more concerned about and nah, internet had time push back. And, uh, this is now the third job, including, um, Canadian Football League under June Jones where he was hired on with, I want to see Hamilton, uh, and that didn't stick. Hired on again by uh, an Italian football team an Italian football league and that didn't stick due to public pushback and now hey, college football. football over there? <laughs> I guess so, man. I, I would say I'm only more surprised by the fact that they played football in whatever country it was that that bachelor, uh, bachelorette contestant was playing in like Belgium.
0: Good, good point. Yes, there is, there is football in Europe confirmed. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of it out there. So yeah, Art Briles still not employed, uh, but nobody's going to feel sorry for him. Um, you probably should feel sorry for is whoever the hell Kane Velasquez shot. I know we're not doing much of a combat sports minute today. There are a couple huge fights, Colby Covington, and I don't know why his name is escaping me because he's, uh, Oh, Jorge Masvidal are fighting this week when we're in vegas so it's going to be fight weekend central uh sportsbook will definitely be happening um but kane velasquez
0: Velasquez.
1: former heavyweight champion it arrested for attempted murder uh there's one victim that was shot uh, i believe yesterday um and is in the hospital circumstances are still a little murky but i mean not enough for him to be held without bell in santa clara california
0: this guy looks like, uh, I mean, he looks like a, he's a fighter, obviously, but he looks like he could be easily be cast as a, like a hitman in a, like a cartel movie or something. He looks like a bad dude. So this is a very unsurprising news just based on appearance. on so I know nothing about this guy. Um. Yikes, that's a terrible story.
1: Yeah, he was uh, a big name probably about 10-ish years ago when Brock Lesnar was cooking in the UFC. He was kind of the other big man on top, and Brock Lesnar, I believe, beat Cain Velasquez kind of to legitimize himself as a UFC competitor before getting the diver tick that uh, David also suffered from. So, shouts (laughs) to uh, not Cain Velasquez. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, On a more positive note, We'll save number three for last. Uh, Drive to Survive season four drops next Friday. So we'll be busy this weekend. Next weekend, we'll have plenty of time to catch up. I'm Uh,
0: very excited about that. Of course, this series is the reason why the sport has become so popular in the United States. It did amazing things for the sport. Uh, And now, wow, four seasons in. That's pretty cool. If you guys haven't watched the show, give it a try. It is super interesting. And it kind of puts a lot of a lot of faces to a, a sport that you're probably otherwise totally unfamiliar with. It kind of teaches you the ins and outs of the sport, kind of the politics involved too, and all the changing of teams. and It's pretty pretty cool.
1: I'm pretty I'm, cool show. It's funny because whenever I establish myself as the other ground floor F1 guy, you know, uh, one of the other pioneers of the sport from a fandom standpoint. I was so obsessed with the focus on Christian Horner and Toto Wolf, like in their like conflict back and forth because it's the biggest story in the sport, but going Mm -hmm. into the season and knowing how last season played out, I'm almost more excited to see all of the other characters even more and like be more involved in their storylines so that I don't go into this year only worrying about Max and Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's just so much more going on. So, uh,
0: and it was like a, a, story, a storybook script last year, the way everything ended. So I bet you it's a pretty great, uh, season of the show.
1: All in. Now, uh, finally FIFA has suspended Russia from the world cup as has the international skating association, whatever that governing body is, has banned Russia from the world championships that are upcoming after allowing them to win the gold in the uh, world Olympics last month. Um, We're not going to like pivot off into some sort of geopolitical conversation, but you know what I will say real quick regarding the situation in Ukraine and the invasion of Ukraine by Russia from a standpoint that we're all in do yourself a favor find your own opportunities to cleanse your times timeline, make sure you're kind of, you know, checking in on your own mental ability. Cause that's a lot to compartmentalize. It's a lot to wrap your head around. Uh, and it's not for everybody to, you know, be in a position like none of us are wired to take in real war. 30 second clips at a time at any moment in the day, like in HD. Yeah. So just, you know, take your breaks where you can. And then, you know, it's, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're checking out or not interested or apathetic or don't care about it or it's not very important. You got to you know, take care of yourself too.
0: Yeah. Some very real, very tragic, sad things going on over there.
1: Absolutely. Um, See, I didn't start with the sad part this time. Awful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we just ended with it. Yeah. Just bring
1: it on down. Just bring it on down. All right. Well, let me get out of the party. No, run it back this weekend. Ask David what we talked nope. about. See if he listened to it this week.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited uh, to see you in Vegas, my friend.
1: Forty-eight hours one. and counting. Probably less than that. We're at like thirty-six hours.
0: Let's go. I'm
1: all in. I'm actually Get renting away. a car the first day so I can go make a, uh, you know, pit stop and just ask people around Vegas, uh, you know, what what their quality of mota is. So.
0: Are you going by the Hoover Dam first?
1: Uh, I will not be going by the Hoover Dam. <laughs> and catch me at uh, some green cross uh, joints somewhere throughout the city. There are plenty of, I think
0: there are plenty of those around. yeah.
1: I'm going with Brett to uh, the Bunny Ranch to see if it actually could work for a future studio so <laughs> all right. appreciate all right. it. See Yo, you Thursday. A good Goodbye I don't want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. bring them dips. Sunday night